Hanging out with love, hanging out with love, hanging out with love, hanging out with love. Love and light family, this is love, also known as the self-love guru, and I am your confidence coach. I am also a clinical social worker, and today's topic is persistence. And this topic is very near and dear to me because it's something that I've had to really utilize and tap into on this part of my journey. Um, So for those of you who may be new, again, I am a licensed clinical social worker, and that is a process. It's a process of filling out a lot of paperwork, uh, figuring out where you would like to work and where your supervision will come from because we do um, have to have a certain number of supervised hours in order to practice in the field. And just to let you all know, because some people are like, what is a clinical social worker? A clinical social worker is a social worker who can do, you know, the typical case management things that most social workers do and be able to support families and, you know, provide resources but we can also provide therapy. So we do um, mental health work. And then that comes with the responsibility in the field as well, that we have to be very mindful of our own mental health, our own triggers. Um, We have to have a therapist. Now, some agencies actually require it, require it, like mandate it. And then there are other agencies who may provide Um, a resource on site where they have a therapist that you can go see Um, and then there's other places who are like "Eh, you should have one but it's not really required so uh, that's just to give like a little brief overview of what we can do but we can work with families we can work with children we can work with adults um the possibilities are endless so we're basically like a social worker slash therapist wrapped up in one hence licensed clinical we are clinicians so i say all that to say i've been going through this whole process of um you know just getting credentialed with the insurance companies and trying to find a good job that would Give me not only the hours that I needed for the licensure, but also give me hours that I need so I can support myself and be able to get my bills paid. And, um, you know, that was just a very difficult kind of thing to to really hold on to. It was hard to do. Um, and I say it was difficult to hold on to because for a while I'm like, yo, God, I just I want to give up. Like I've already had a very difficult time at the end of my tenure of graduate school and I just kind of wanted to be over with everything. So I felt like, you know what, once I get this clinical license, I'll be good to go. But I was not aware of the amount of time that it would take to get credentialed and after all of that paperwork and finding a job that I found was worthy um, I had to wait about 
two to three months for the credentialing process to actually happen and that's just with one uh what we call mco which is the insurance provider so a lot of the times the providers um will have certain businesses that they work with sort of like the doctor right you go to the doctor and maybe blue cross or Aetna, whoever your uh insurance is with will say these are the people who are like in provider so this is who you can go see for mental health treatment so you have to get credentialed as a clinician with those individual places so that they can actually bill for the services that you provide and in turn you get paid um another thing that i was completely unaware of was that we actually get paid um basically fee for service for a lot of these different places so if your client doesn't show up you don't get paid um it's not like a salaried position like the majority of roles would be if you were doing like therapy at a job um like a regular nine to five so um a lot of them are fee for service and then you get that exact fee so it may be I don't know, $50 for one session, you get that $50. So if you do 10 sessions, you get $500. They don't take any taxes out. And then you are responsible for those fees. So essentially, um, at a lot of the places, I would be considered an independent contractor as a therapist. And so it's just all of these different nuances, which brings up, you know, tax type of things that I would have to be mindful of and it's just like bro this is a lot you know but I really had to be persistent through the process and remind myself like this is what you went to grad school for this is what you've been studying for this is what you worked so hard to get to the point of you know and although it was very difficult very stressful very uh scary financially you know just to wait on these things because in the meantime I was self-employed but I was thinking you know okay well I have about this amount of time before I really need to start you know going back to work and making you know a different kind of money so I was like transitioning out some of my clients and I wasn't really focused on client acquisition because I'm thinking I'm gonna have a job in no time not realizing that these jobs need for me to be like completely done with that process in order for them to hire me. So theoretically, I could have, you know, applied for some jobs that did not require a license so that I could go ahead and get started. Um, but essentially, most of the processes were going to be the same. And if I would have had one of those jobs previously that I would get paid less for, then that would, you know, defeat the purpose of me getting um, my license and everything because I felt like, why not just go ahead and get credentialed and start off with the bigger bucks, okay? Because I really want that coin. I like to help people, but I'm a businesswoman at the end of the day, and I want to make enough money to where I can fuel them into my businesses, you know, for marketing purposes and really make something happen. And you know what? I've made some beautiful things occur. Um, I am doing my nails, by the way. 
that that what you just heard was my gel lamp but I've made some beautiful things occur. You know, I started my group, Fit Black Women of North Carolina, which is an accountability group for um, women of color who have health issues and who want to um, be more consistent with their workouts. And I just feel like everyone um, has their outlet. They have their thing that makes them tick. For me, it is running a business. For me, it is helping another person start their brand. Uh, Most recently, well, I know some of you know that I used to have a skincare line and um, I had that for about five years. And so most recently, I um, started making some PDF guides for the different products that I offered so that people could learn basically how to make them on their own. And um, I mean, I just thought it was like a super cool thing to do. And I'm excited, you know, I'm excited to see what's going to happen. I'm excited to see how many people actually decide to purchase the recipes, you know, and to get started with their skincare brands. And a lot of people that start these businesses They don't want to start from scratch. You know, I was a start from scratch individual. I was a person who really didn't have a lot of guidance when it came to business. And, um, you know, so I, I really wanted the blueprint, essentially. I wanted someone to help me, but there that didn't exist, you know, from my knowledge at that time. There were places who were like, hey... We make products, you know, there it's like a vendor where you can select which products you'd like in your store and then they label it for you and package it. And, you know, you kind of have your own brand, but it's manufactured by someone else. And I didn't want that because I wanted all of my products to be natural. Um, And even with that, you know, like when you're a business owner, persistence is necessary. Like you got to keep going through the trials. Um, Having queen care was so rewarding. I met so many different people. Um, I was able to, you know, have events and host things. And I realized I had a love for hosting events and like party planning and stuff like that. Like that's something that I don't think I ever would have known had I not done it. I also found that I had a love for public speaking. So not only am I hosting this event, but I'm speaking at this event and people are listening to me. I'm the expert in the room, you know, Um, and so I was really able to utilize those public speaking skills. And then I started this podcast and people like listening to me talk about real life things. So I say all that to say, keep going. We're a lot of us are young. I'm not sure how old a lot of my audience is, but if I'm speaking from people who are on my social media platform, they range from about 18 to 40. So we have one group who's 18 to 24, and then we have that 25 to 34 group, and then 34 to about 40 years old. And with those different groups, everyone has like their own reasons for gathering information 
you know, your life changes. You start going through these different phases and you want guidance. You know, you you want someone to tell you like, hey, I'm on the right path with this. And I can honestly say something that helped me remain persistent was having mentors who were like, hey, you worked for this. You're going to be excellent at it. You're already in the field doing the work. You know, just get your full license so that when you become independent and, you know, start having your own practice and your own clients, you won't have to worry about anything. (laughs) You know, like you'll have your own new set of issues, obviously, with going into private practice because typically people do their own billing or I may have to like pay someone to do that. Um, I'll be like learning how to get new clients and things of that nature. But essentially, I am going to be my own boss. I'm going to get everything that I've always wanted. And like me having these jobs in between time, it's like a, a minor sacrifice. And I don't even, I honestly don't consider it a sacrifice. It may be seemingly a sacrifice when it comes to time but I'm learning so much in this process and I honestly learned about myself a lot just within the past year of operating hanging out with love you know having clients that I met with one-on-one for coaching I had never done something like that before and really charged people a fee based on the amount of sessions that we were going to have and, you know, created tailored plans for my clients based off of the different issues that they were facing. Like that was super cool to me. And these were concepts that I learned as a part of the therapeutic process when I have a job, understanding um, rapport building and, you know, just being able to listen to people and hear out their issues before I make recommendations like these are the things that you learn as a clinician. And so I'm just really excited about this process. Um, And if I could define persistence in my own words, persistence to me is the ability to keep going. That spirit of God, you know what? I'm freaking tired. Or God, my heart is broken. I'm sad. But I have a goal. You know, persistence does not mean to me that you cannot work on your issues. It does not mean to me that you cannot have an outlet. It doesn't mean that you can't go to therapy. It doesn't mean that you can't have a man. It doesn't mean that you can't have loved ones to support you. It doesn't mean that you have to sweep your emotions under the rug. It simply means that in spite of, you just keep going. Because guess what? Even when I was in school, life didn't stop happening. You know, for undergrad for me, my dad passed away the summer before I went to college. Like, I did not want to go to school anymore. I didn't. I was over it. I didn't want to go to college I was nervous to leave my family. I felt like I needed to stay home. I needed to get a job and work. 
And my mom has always been very good about keeping us in a child's place, even though, you know, I wanted to help out more in terms of like household chores and things like that. You know, okay, well, if you want to do the dishes or if you want to clean the house, you can do that. And that's okay. And, you know, you can help your sisters with their homework or you can, you know, uh, clean the bathroom, right? Things like that. But the bills are my responsibility. That's something that I have to handle as an adult. That's not something that I bring my children into. And I thank God for that because I actually had friends, you know, namely a lot of guys. I actually had a lot of guy friends whose moms like expected them to help out with the bills and like made her son their man, you know, and that's like a very premature thing to do. Like, hey, yeah, your son should probably have a job. And if he's of a certain age, you know, contributing to the bills makes sense. But at his first job at 10 or his first job at 16, like I think it's very inappropriate to require your children to pay the rent in your house, you know, like a Wi-Fi bill. Okay. A cable bill, a water bill, giving them one bill is one thing, but to make your son or daughter financially responsible for you, really sucks and so I think that I was very fortunate and blessed just with my upbringing that I never had those like financial type of burdens um I I don't know what that part is like but as an adult definitely had to be persistent in you know just getting my skills up in terms of budgeting and being able to save and honestly y'all I'm pretty good at saving money That's something that you need persistence for as well. Uh, But I'm pretty good at saving money. I have the ability to say, hey, you know what? I need $3,000 by this date. So how much money do I need to save per month to get to that goal? And then I actually measure it, right? So I take a pen and a paper. I write it down and I say, all right, this is how much I need to save by this time. um, And this is how I'm going to do it. And I sometimes like get it automatically deducted from my check so I don't even see the money. And then it just goes off, you know, into cyberspace. And then it's in this online account. And then I have all this money. And then I've had moments where I really wasn't saving for anything in particular. I would just save because I felt like, oh, I need to be saving some money. And then when I have that lump sum saved, like that two, three thousand dollars. I'd be like, hey, you know what? I want to go freaking shopping. <laughs> I need some new things. And then I'd go shopping. And that'd be that. Like, that's the end of that money right there. So, <laughs> I know I know how to save. But budgeting. If you save with no budget, no way to, like, allocate the funds. Because that's what this is. Okay, saving is acquiring the money and being able to store it budgeting is where is this going like how can i be strategic about my spending habits when it comes to this amount of money right so i had to know like okay budgeting is something that you really need to hone in on you don't have a problem paying your bills on time you don't have an issue with making sure that you get what you need you know just ensure 
that throughout the process you are being strategic about what you're saving and like the reasons why because if you don't have a why for saving money that money could go anywhere even if it's just to say i need a nest egg i want to save at least ten thousand dollars for emergencies that's cool that's a why and hopefully whatever why you choose you know you'll be disciplined enough to like not spend it because one thing I saw today, uh, there's this IG page called Bitch on Budgeting. She's super dope. And her story's so cool because she talks about her level of persistence with coming up in the foster care system and how the mom who raised her was just so awesome and she really wanted to give back. And um, it's just super dope. But she talked about how your why can change. And historically, her why has always been about other people, you know, like the mom who raised her. She wanted to be able to give back to her. And like anytime she's around her mother, she doesn't want her mom to pay for anything. And like, I totally get that, bro. Like, I'm the same way when it comes to my mother. Like, I hate for my mom to have to pay for anything when it comes to me. My voice is not cracking because I'm crying. It's cracking because... It's eight in the morning. All right. So I don't want my mom to have to pay for anything. And I want to be able to take care of my mother in her old age. And that's why, you know, my platform hanging out with love is so important because dating is important to me. Like who I choose as a partner is important to me because I have family goals. I have to make sure that my family is going to be taken care of. And it gets even deeper. Like the fact that my parents only had girls. So I you know, the family name ends here. Like I'm going to take my husband's last name, right? So I want to be able to say, although my parents didn't have any boys, my mother is still going to be okay. Like she's not ever going to have to stress about money or accolades or, um, healthcare treatment, you know, she's not going to have to worry about insurance and all of that stuff, like, because she'll be my dependent, just like she took care of me. Same thing with my grandfather, same thing with my uncle, like family just takes care of family, right? So I, I could resonate wholeheartedly with her idea of being able to take care of her mother and like why all of that was so important. And so she goes further to say, then she figured out that like your why doesn't have to be outside of self. Like you can be your why. And she's like, you know, I grew up in the foster care system and it's always been difficult for me and I want it better for myself. Right. Like it's okay to say that. And shoot, I want better for myself and I want a good life for my children. I don't want my kids to feel like They have to go without anything. They don't have to go without a father. They don't have to go without a mom. They don't have to go without food. They can choose where to pursue their education based off of what's the best for them and not what they have to settle for. You know, these are things that I want and those are things that you can acquire and that are accessible to you. But you have to set a goal. And with that goal, you have to be persistent. And I am a living testimony that when you set a goal 
and I like to compare it to college because that's like all I know right now, right? When you set a goal, there will be things that get in your way. So like I said, when I went to undergrad, obstacles didn't stop. Like my father passed away. Then two years later, my best friend passed away and my Nana passed away in the same year. And that was like the worst year of my life. I always said that like 2019, 2014, sorry, was the worst freaking year of my entire life. Like it was horrible. It was detrimental. It was crazy. And so those experiences that I had during that time, they shaped me because I was still in school and I decided, you know, instead of me taking a leave of absence, it was like, keep going. And even in school, you know, I had people around me who were like, hey, you don't have to like leave. You know, you can take a break. You can go to your room. You know, you can just get your homework in. Don't have to worry about coming to class. But like, you don't have to force yourself to come here and force yourself to be okay and force yourself to deal with this. Like they were literally, I was in class like crying and they were like, it's okay. Like Tasi, you need to go home. And I was like, okay you know like I'm like I don't want to miss class I don't want to you know not do what I'm supposed to do especially while we're wrapping up the semester I don't want to like fail my um finals and all that stuff like it was difficult y'all like I was really going the through um I did have great friends around me and, you know, one of my friends in particular used to come to my room and just open the blinds up because I would like, I would sit in my dorm in the dark and just lay in the bed. And she was like, no, you need to get up. Like, it's okay to feel sad, but you can't just sit here and basically like wither away. And I was like, oh my God, like, you're absolutely right. Like, I gotta get myself out of here. <laughs> I gotta get out of here, bro. Like, this is not gonna work. It was hard, y'all. Hmm. I'm sorry I had to pause. I'm just like reflecting back on that experience. It was difficult. It really was. It was hard. Um, I started dating a guy around that time who was a major help as well. It was just like God always puts the right people in my life at the right time to like support me in different ways. And um, I'm just I'm thankful for that. I'm so thankful for that. I'm thankful that I um, always have what I need. And I had to learn, you know, through that persistence, too, that, like, it's okay to have freaking help, bro. Like, don't try to live life alone. There's so many people who, like, y'all just be winging shit, trying to figure it out. You're afraid to ask for help. And if you don't have people like in your immediate family that you can ask for support, you need to look outside your family and like build some new connections, you know, like and that's perfectly freaking OK. 
And a lot of people's family members will lead them to believe like, oh no, you got to keep this within the family and don't tell people your business and da 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 da. Like that old school BS doesn't help anybody. (laughs) It doesn't help anybody. Like how can you have a freaking support system when nobody knows what's going on with you? No one knows what you're thinking. No one knows how you feel. You're just out here winging it and like struggling mentally or financially or with health issues and no one knows it's not sustainable and one of the things that relationship taught me back then was that I had to start opening up and talking about my feelings like I didn't have that like I didn't grow up in a family where talking about your feelings was like the cool thing to do you know like It just wasn't a thing. Like, we just did not talk about feelings there. It was just like, oh, yeah, that happened and that hurt. And so let's just keep going, you know? It it was never like, oh, my God. Well, how do you feel about that? Like, do you need to talk to someone? You know, um, it was just, it was horrible. And I I can't even lie, like my mom did attempt to get me to like talk to people, but it was always people from church, a pastor, a religious leader, like someone where I just automatically felt judged by them anyway, because there was always so much judgment in the church that I grew up in and like not enough love. And you know... I got some love there too. I can't lie. A lot of the the women that I connected with in my younger age, um, I connected with them through church and like had, you know, like second and third uh, aunties, <laughs> you know, that I could really look up to and ask for advice and stuff like that. But um, it was difficult. It really was. And I I thank God that God allowed me that so I could be persistent. And I know I've probably used this quote on this platform like a million times, but I have to say it again because it's so it resonates. Um, And it's a quote by Les Brown that says, you don't ask for help because you're weak. You ask for help because you want to remain strong. And like. I literally feel like that's so true. Um, I I can't even stress it enough. Like, I don't even know what to say. But it's true. You know, you ask for help because you want to remain strong. You ask for help so that you can keep going, so that you can be persistent and you're not living without and you're not struggling. Because I'm here to tell you. When you're struggling with things and it's by yourself and you have no one to turn to, that is a very freaking uncomfortable situation to be in. Very uncomfortable. And I don't know about y'all, but like uncomfortable situations for me, it's just not a good look, you know. It's just not a good look. It's it's more so... Um, how can I put it? It almost feels helpless. Like, 
how am I going to get through this? And I literally have no one to lean on. It's not healthy, y'all. So, um, I love y'all. I don't really have much more to say on this subject. I'm just gonna keep painting my nails over here. Um, but I appreciate all of you for listening to this episode. Um, and just, just being here to support me on this platform. I'm not sure what episode this is for you. Um, but if you've been listening to this episode and it resonated with you or you listen to a different episode and you're like you know I just want to share my feedback on this please email me at info at hangingoutwithlove.com I would love to hear from you um and I just appreciate you for taking your time out I mean 30 minutes you know that's a work meeting <laughs> or half a work meeting you know like that's a, a lunch for a lot of people, that 30 minutes. So I appreciate you for taking time out to listen. And I really hope that something helped you. Um, I can honestly say persistence has changed my life. One of the things that I tell my sisters all the time is like the difference between people that really make it in life and people that don't is the ability to keep going. Like things are going to hurt and they're going to be tough, but you got to keep going you know, you're going to fail at some things sometimes. You're going to make some mistakes. You got to keep going. And I come from a family where when you make mistakes, we roll with the punches. It's not like, oh, this is the end of the rope for you. It's like, all right, well, as you figure this out, I got your back. I can't solve your problem for you. But while you figure this out, I got your back. And so I could not talk about persistence today without talking about your support system because you need that. Um, and so if you don't have one, get one. And if you do have one, utilize them. Like make sure they know when you need help. Otherwise, you're going to feel helpless and your mind can start to play tricks on you and make you think like, oh, nobody cares about me. Nobody, you know, really is concerned about my experience and like how I feel. But in reality, you're not asking for help. So how can someone help you? And how do you expect someone to help you when a problem gets really large, when you didn't come to them when it was small and at least say, hey, I'm struggling with this so that they could be braced for it? You know, like for me, I'll tell people if I know I got to borrow money soon, I'll be like, look, I just want to let you know I'm working on this amount of money. I got to get about five, six hundred dollars. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get it, but I'm figuring it out. <laughs> just want you to know. So in the event that I have to borrow this money when you need it by, you know, like let me know something so that I can get that money back to you. And um yeah, I mean, it gets real, bro. I had to humble myself a couple times. Like, look, it's okay to ask for help. I would rather ask for help and have what I need than to be messed up trying to hold on to pride. Pride comes before every downfall, as they say. I don't want something as trivial as money to be my downfall I don't want something like you know me um 
having, I don't know, issues with anything. Like I'm struggling with mental health and I need somebody to talk to. That's not a good reason to have a downfall, bro. You need to go talk to somebody. You know, lean in on that support system and don't drown them with your issues either. Say, hey, you know, I, I really like talking to you about this, but I, I genuinely feel like I need a therapist. And that may be easier with my group of friends because a lot of us are clinicians. But that doesn't mean that it's impossible for you to get through and accomplish. Um, so just keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. I love y'all so much. I thank you for, again, just taking the time out to listen. Um, I could really talk about this even more, but honestly, I got to go, y'all. Got some things to do. Got to get ready for this next meeting. My first meeting of the day. And um, my nails are almost done. I'm actually painting them like a canary yellow. And it's really pretty. It's like a very soft yellow. I just love it. It's gorgeous. Um, so I'm excited to show you all the finished product. That's what I'll put on the actual blog. It'll be like a picture of my nails that I was doing during the blog. And let me know if y'all like it. I um, definitely could have done better. I'll say that. But I only say that because I actually uh, went to school to be a nail tech and um, finished the manicuring art curriculum. It was just something fun I did as like a part of my gap year between um, undergrad and grad school. Like I didn't want to not be in school. I wanted to learn something and, you know, get a trade or something. So I decided to go to nail school and it was super cool experience. So that's why I have all these gel polishes, you know, that I've acquired over the years. And I know a lot about healthy nails and all that good stuff. Um, so, yeah, fun freaking fact. Love you. Gotta go. Have a great day. Be blessed. Keep your head up. Don't let anything get you down. Stay persistent. Keep going. Lean in on your support system. Don't be afraid. Um, if someone rejects to help you, neglects to help you, it's okay. It's not the end of the world. Someone else will help you. And just because you have a support system doesn't mean that certain people are going to be able to help you all the time. And that's okay too. And also remember that different people help you with different things. So the person that I get to help me with my fitness is not going to be the person that I call nine times out of 10 for my spirituality and me wanting to be closer to God, and I need a scripture, and I need a word, I need you to pray for me, right? That's probably going to be a different person. And then that person is probably going to be different from the person I go to about my relationship. My man is acting crazy. Our sex life is different. We don't know if we want to get a house or stay in the condo, right? Like, whatever the case may be, different people for different things, all right? Love you. Bye.